place your bets, you jack wagons. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Brad the Big Noise Evans here on a solo mission. Nathaniel Lundy up in northern Colorado, sweaking his loins at the hot springs. So have a good time with the family, me, amigo, but you demand bets. And I am a man of the people after all. So I am going to give it to you straight out of the gate. Let's get a Saturday special ho, ho, ho style here on the board. What's the gift that keeps on giving, Clark? On a Saturday, we've got a pair of NFL matches. we got Bengals. we got Steelers. We also have the Buffalo Bills playing L.A. Chargers. And thank you, NFL, for making that the nightcap because I don't have to watch it. I'd rather uh, pop it home alone for the umpteen time and watch it with my fam. Uh, than be exposed to a boring yawn. <sighs> Snorfest, uh, three and a half hours of football. But go to that game. I guess uh, if there is any angle I want to sweat out, it's on this SGP. Give me Josh Allen. I'm with any time touchdown. And give me the bills on the money line. I forgot to note it there. Plus 142. Built that at ESPN Bed. And I am uh, scratching my cranium on this one because i don't understand why the juice is so high yes the bills are gonna rock they're gonna roll in this one they have turned their season around here the last couple of weeks step their game up defensively and of course offensively as well the chargers uh they have hit rock bottom cleaned out the coaching staff in the front office bye bye brandon staley yeah terrible head coach uh, Austin Eckler is uh, kind of a, a loner right now and a guy that's in the midst of an RBBC. Easton Stick is still their quarterback. They're not going to probably win another game the rest of the season. Uh, you look at Josh Allen, a guy uh, who consistently is finding the end zone with his legs. In fact, he's done it in 10 of 12 contests. His last 12 games, as a matter of fact, 22 red zone attempts he has on the season. He's averaging 1.7 per game, 5.7 rush attempts per contest as well to go along with those 11 rushing scores. So uh, they get within sniffing distance of one, two, you know, or two yard line. I think he's going to call his own number and take one in maybe on a uh, brotherly shove of sorts or just on a standard run and squeezing between the tackles and getting across the chalk. Meanwhile, you look at the Chargers, they are number 26 in rush EPAD, and they have a lot of combined 14 touchdowns to running quarterbacks and running backs, and that's effectively what Josh Allen has got to operate as. So give me the Bills to take it straight up and give me Josh Allen to get a touchdown plus one, four, two. Ooh, that is some sexy seduced by the juice there at bet mgm with that bet on the board let's get after it with the nfl week 16 edition of the fade five all right number five i put this sweatshirt on you can see it here on youtube for a reason i'm getting down with chase brown uh, i guess another saturday special of sorts in the matinee uh, between the Bengals and steelers i'm gonna take the over on two and a half receptions at plus 120 there in pierogi land available at DraftKings sportsbook chase brown's role is growing uh he's played around 31 percent of the snaps here the last couple of weeks uh, he's only getting around five to seven routes run per contest but again this could be maybe an eight nine ten route kind of game he's got so much juice in those legs so much electricity really sparking this team occasionally on the ground but mostly as a dump off 
receiver on some of those flare routes. And I think that's going to be the case. We're going to catch another three passes, which he has done in back-to-back games. He went three for 80 a couple of weeks ago. And then last week, three for 28. And look at the Steelers. Giving up 3.9 receptions per game, 31.4 receiving yards per game. Uh, to the running back position, 10 rushers have grabbed at least three passes against P-Town this year. Why can't Chase Brown do it? I-L-L-I-N-I. A guy that I watch every snap. Many of them in person at Memorial Stadium last year for my fighting Illini. Really starting to ascend at the right time for this Bengals team who is still knocking at the door of a playoff spot. Mammoth implications in this one. I think Chase Brown shows up and shows out as a receiver. And that's why, again, I'm getting down with Chase Brown on that over. Two and a half receptions at plus 120 at DraftKings. Numero quattro here on the feed five NFL week 16 edition of the countdown. Yeah, I'm going to put a ring on it. Uh, cue the Beyonce there in the background. Um, Bridezilla is going to be in full effect. And I say I do to Trey McBride over six and a half catches. That is an alt line available at ESPN bet. And look at that sexy juice plus 122. And I am locked and certainly loaded on this. Put this one on the spreadsheet along with the Chase Brown action. Actually, all these bets are on the spreadsheet. Fader follow, as always say, that is up to you. But you look at McBride going against my Chicago Bears. Uh, the weakness of the Bears the entire season is defending the pass. Uh, evidenced by their number 19 ranking and pass EPA defense. Now, they've gotten a little bit better in that capacity, but still uh, a defense you can take advantage of. Uh, they are giving up 6.2 receptions per game. Yikes. Just to the tight end position. Now, only three plus-size targets had grabbed seven balls against this defense this year. But Trey McBride is a <laughs> targets hog. Uh, 6.1 targets per game. Number five, a catchable target percentage. Uh, he's made some beautiful music on the field with Kyler Murray over the last five games. 45 total targets and has gone for at least seven grabs in four of those five games. So, supreme matchup, a supreme workload, nice chemistry there with Kyler Murray. Maybe you're playing from behind, which only increased the chances of this cashing. Put it all together, Trey McBride, marry me on the over six and a half catches, plus 122 at ESPN Bet. Numero Trace here on the Fade 5 Countdown. Let's kick it at a high Algier on Tyler, the pride of BYU. Give me the over. 33 and a half rush yards against the Indianapolis Colts. Minus 115 juice here at BetMGM. Uh, now, this line opened at 30 and a half, and that's what I grabbed at a couple of days ago. It's climbed, but I'm still buying this. Hell, I may play this up to like 39 and a half in the alt market and get it at significant plus odds. It's not a bad wager at all because you look at what Tyler Algier has done. Yeah, he's getting just a 38.5% of the team opportunity share, but he's averaging 11.9 rush attempts per game. Uh, appreciable number 23 yards after contact per attempt among all eligible running backs. Uh, he's forcing missed tackle 19.3% of the time. And it's all about maximizing the matchup. Uh, the Colts, uh, they got one hoof in the glue factory when it comes to defending the run. They're giving up 
Uh, 4.04 yards per carry, 103.9 rush yards per game, just to the running back position. They are number 21 this season in rush EPA defense, a double deuce. 22 running backs have gone over this 33 and a half rush yards prop uh, this season against Indianapolis. And I think Tyler Algier will do the same. And you throw the fact that Arthur Smith, A, has a craptastic mustache, B is a raging nincompoop, and C just hates B. John Robinson, which means Algiers got to get the volume of the workload needed to generate enough yardage to cash the over. So put all together, Tyler Algier be the gift that keeps on giving Clark on that over at 33 and a half rush yards versus the Colts minus 115 at BetMGM. Numero dos here on the Feed 5 Podcast, NFL Week 16. Let's get uh, some more plus money on the board at significant plus money, mind you, on a simple two-leg SGP. Uh, We're going to go back to that Bengals and Steelers matchup on Saturday, Christmas Eve Eve. Uh, Give me Jalen Warren, three more receptions, and his tag team partner also jumping from the top rope with the elbow slam, Najee Harris. Two more catches. That's all I need. So Warren, three more catches. Harris, two more catches. Plus 162. I keep working the shoulders again there at ESPN Bet. Uh, Captain Checkdown. That's exactly who Mason Rudolph is. The red nose reindeer had a very shiny nose. Uh, And he ever saw the pressure coming his way. Uh, he glows by checking down, God, that was really bad, uh, to his running backs. But I will say this. I think that's going to be front and center. Uh, you look, uh, since 2019, there is no quarterback in the NFL that has a higher checkdown rate than Mason Rudolph. According to PFF, he's doing that 18.5% of the time. Uh, you look at Warren, he's averaging uh, north of 20 routes run per game. He has hit the over on three or more receptions in four of his last five. Harris has uh, caught two or more passes in six of his last nine games. You look at Cincinnati, sure, they're giving up just 3.86 receptions per game of the running back position. They were saying, Brad, I need five in order for this to cash. Well, uh, they've given up uh, 10 guys with three or more catches at the running back position and 16 guys of two or more receptions. I think Warren's going to get there with relative ease. I do worry a little bit about Najee Harris uh, because they don't run a whole lot of routes, usually around uh, eight, nine, or 10 a game, but still a couple of checkdowns. Uh, hopefully, we'll cash in the end. Uh, and maybe the game strip goes awry for Pittsburgh, which only raises the prospects of this SGP cashing. Jalen Warren, three more catches. Najee Harris, two or more catches, plus 162. Mm-mm, mm-mm, at ESPN Bet. Numero uno, you holly jolly elves. Uh, my number one bet on the Fade of Five podcast, NFL Week 16. Justin Jefferson, JJ's going to be dynamite uh, this week. I'm going to take the over on 80.5 receiving yards, minus 110 juice there at Bet MGM. He's taking on Detroit. And the Lions, what we know is they haven't exactly bared their claws defensively defending the pass here of late. Uh, they're number 23 on the season in pass EPA defense. Uh, moving in the wrong direction, southward bound in that category. Yeah, they are uh, barely a top 15 
team in terms of yardage allowed to the wide receiver position. Only five wide receivers have gone over this prop this season, but he's got to draw Cameron Sutton in coverage. It's a glorious matchup on paper. 60.6% catch rate allowed, along with a 102.2 passer rating surrendered as well. You look at Jefferson, 9.3 targets per game, 10.78. That really may not blow you away, but it's 10.3 yards per target, one of the highest marks among eligible wide receivers in the NFL. He's number four as well in yards per route run. Um, when he's been healthy, he's usually get over this. He's been over this in five or seven games this season. I know it's Nick Mullins at the controls, but he may have that tunnel vision for Justin Jefferson in this one, and given the matchup on paper, whether it's with Sutton or really any DB in this Detroit secondary, he should feast, 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 and carve that roast beast in the end. Give me the over on Justin Jefferson, 80.5 receiving yards, my numero uno play, NFL Week 16, minus 110 at BetMGM. But of course... You need more, and I'm a giver. It's the holiday season. Let's put some more presents under the tree. The Team Huevos partly play of the day. Let's go with a little SGP. In that Titans matchup against the Seattle Seahawks, simple little three-legger here. Give me Derrick Henry, 56 or more rush yards. Give me his tag team partner, Taiji Spears, two or more receptions. And last, certainly not least, uh, give me the slot man who's really emerging here. Uh, for the Hawks, Jackson Smith and Jigba, three or more receptions. Uno dos tres, plus 182 at ESPN Bet. Um, you know, Henry's been a bit of a roller coaster ride uh, this season. He's not really looking like his usual self the last couple of games. With Seattle number 30 in rush EPA defense, they're giving up 94.5 rush yards per game to the running back position. He's still averaging. Henry is 16.4 attempts per game, has gone over this prop seven times. So, I think he's going to get there with relative ease. May end up north of 70 in the end. Spears has caught at least a couple of balls in four of his last six games. I think that's going to continue when Jackson Smith and Jigba uh, is really, again, come on strong here down the home stretch. Three or more catches he has done in four of his last five games in a Tennessee Titans secondary in the bottom quarter in the NFL and Pass EPA defense. So to recap, to recap on this SGP, Derrick Henry, 56 or more rush yards. Ty J Spears, two or more catches. Jackson Smith and Jigba, three or more receptions, plus 182. My team, Rebels Parlay Play of the Week at ESPN Bet. Oh, let's go to a little bonus time. All right, folks, let's get some additional action here. On the board, and I'm going to go with Chuba Hubba Hubba Hubbard, uh, and I'm going to take the over on his rush yards. I grabbed that number at 67 and a half. It has climbed into the low 70s. I probably played it up to like 74 and a half, 75 and a half. Uh, taking on uh, the Green Bay Packers, and Hubbard's really emerged. Really started to look like the player he was at Oklahoma State, trouncing over fools there. In the Big 12, uh, earning uh, 63.5% of the snaps the last four weeks. And over the last three games, he has gotten at least 22 balls to the belly. So he has been a consummate workhorse, RB29, respectable ranking. He act per attempt for some missed tackle, though only 16.4% of the time. But still, 
uh, take down the Packers, and you can punish them on the ground. Green Bay, number 20 in rush EPA defense on the season. In the last five weeks, it's really unraveled. Uh, for the Packers, 4.83 yards per carry, 104.4 rush yards per game they have given up. Six running backs have hit the over on 70 and a half since week 10 against them. I think Chuba Hubbard adds Zayman List. And if you're looking for, uh, you know, an advancement in your fantasy playoffs, a championship game, he's practically must start material in my mind. Uh, could also fall in the end zone. As well, love Raheem Mostert. I grabbed the over on 58 and a half rush yards. That number's climbed a little bit. Probably played something like 64 and a half, taking on the Cowboys. The weakness was taken advantage of and exploited last week by James Cook, who cooked me in my fantasy playoffs and one of my legs, unfortunately. But uh, Dallas, uh, not the greatest run defense. In the last five weeks, they have given up 4.78 yards per carry, 117.6 rush yards per game just to the running back position. Rubbish. That is what the boys have been. Uh, not really showcasing Sharp and Spurs for sure. Defending the run. You look at Mostert, a 14-point run. Uh, rush attempts per game is what he is averaging on the season. He is top 10 in yards after contact per attempt. Top 5 in missed tackle rate at 26.8%. Is hit the over on the 58.5 line is what I grabbed it at eight times. And again, I play this up into the mid-60s. Let's get some more plus money on the board. A couple of more bets for you. Tyler Conklin, I'll take the over three and a half receptions with Trevor Simeon at the controls of the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, not really holly jolly feelings right now in New York about this team, but man, you want to talk about the mother of all matchups? They're facing the woeful, the pathetic Washington Commanders secondary uh, you look at the commanders, number 32 in pass EPA defense, about a 4.4 receptions per game in the tight end position. Eight plus size targets have grabbed at least four passes against them. And last week, again, with Trevor Simeon uh, twirling a little dump offs to him, he was targeted seven times as Conklin and caught four passes. Uh, it was only for 18 yards, but I don't care about the yardage. I just want the catches. They could be negative for all I care. Uh, so I believe he's going to hit the over on three and a half receptions, plus 110. I grabbed that at BetMGM. And then finally, Joe Flacco, the Flacco Seagulls. Uh, I'm running the sports book and grabbing the over on touchdown passes. I got it at plus 120 at DraftKings. And pretty much every book's got this at plus money. And I think it's a wise investment. I mean, Flacco is really lathering up. Uh, the arm every single week. He is averaging 44.3 pass attempts per game, and he has gone two, three, and two in touchdowns the last three weeks. Houston, uh, number 20 in pass EPA defense. Uh, they've only given up three multi-TD passers, uh, but those have come since week nine. So, you know, they're showing uh, some more weakness uh, defending the pass in Flacco. Again, just airborne, whether it strikes a David and Joku, or Amari Cooper, dump off to Jerome Ford, doesn't matter. I need two airstrikes, and if he hits that, you're cashing in there at plus money. All right, let's switch gears and go to some other sports here. Uh, how about the NBA on a Friday? Nikola Jokic, I'm a joker, I'm a smoker, I'm a midnight toker, uh, or a stat sheet uh, toker. That's exactly what the joker is. I say triple doubles against the Nets again because he did it earlier this season back on December 14th. He went 26, 14 and 10. And that last number is always key with Jokic is whether or not 
he is going to be able to get there in dimes. Uh, but I think he will. I mean, Brooklyn is number 21 in the NBA in adjusted defensive efficiency. Uh, they are bottom 15 in points per game allowed, assists per game allowed, rebounds per game allowed to opponents. And Nikola does freaking everything, as we all know. Uh, he's got 10 triple-doubles this season. And you get this at plus 135 right now. I think uh, at DraftKings at plus 145 at FanDuel, it is rare that the juice is that high for a Jokic triple-double. And again, he did it just a couple of weeks ago. I say he does it in back-to-back games against Brooklyn. And finally, of course, I got to get some action on my I-L-L, the border war going down in the loo tonight. I'm going to lay the chalk on Illinois. Uh, line is uh, either minus six, minus six and a half. I'd play it up to like minus eight and a half. You want to take it in the online market up to nine and a half? Uh, I don't hate that at all because you get that at significant plus odds and a team that is highly motivated to beat Missouri. Uh, this is a classic rivalry, one that's really underrated, I feel, in the sports. Uh, it is going to be a packed to the hill, probably 20,000 fans down there. I think I don't know what it's called, the Arena Scott Trade still, possibly there in St. Louis. It's always split right down the middle of Missouri. Uh, you know, the black and the gold on one side, the orange and blue on the other side. Uh, it's an awesome environment. Uh, but again, Illinois was de-panted last year and a team that is playing at a very high level, kind of a sleeper Final Four team in many people's eyes. Not mine. I'm not saying that, uh, but others are. And in speaking as objectively as possible, I mean, Illinois is frankly just a better team. Uh, they like to play an up-tempo style. They have length. They have athleticism. They have size. Uh, to go along with Terrence Shannon, who is probably going to be an All-American. To go along with Marcus Damask, who has been unreal at times this season. See the Florida Atlantic game as a scorer and kind of a guy that does a little bit of everything. Coleman Hawkins has been a supreme defender, can knock down the occasional triple. Illinois number uh, 68 EFG offense. But number three nationally in EFG defense, only going up 40.4% inside the arc and 24.2% outside of it. Uh, they've improved the three-point shooting. They've improved their free throws as well. And they don't really foul a whole lot at the competition. And you look at Missouri, a team that can play variable styles, decent offensive team. In fact, a little bit higher rated in AFG data, number 66 in offense. Uh, they're netting 52.4% inside the arc and 36.2% outside of it. Uh, up there, an assist a few goals made. Uh, downside with them is they're foul happy. So if Illinois can cash in at the free throw line, they should be able to take advantage in this game. And on top of that, Mizzou is a horrific rebounding team. Number 220-plus in offensive rebounding and defensive rebounding percentage, according to Ken Palm, plus not nearly as good defensively. Number 123 in EFGD. They just have not played all that well here of late. Uh, been up and down, mostly down this season. So exact your revenge, Illinois, from last season. And blow the doors off Missouri Again, speaking as objectively as I can, I believe that will happen, which means on a play, probably loses by 10. All right. Anyway, I'm out of breath. I'm out of time. Don't disappoint me, ILL. Uh, otherwise, I got to really hit the tequila bottle harder than normal, which is always going to be hard on a Friday night. Uh, I got to head to do television for live on the line. And do me a favor. If you enjoy this broadcast, give us a rating and a review. Would you kindly... Um, tentatively i'm going to do another one of these 
on like Sunday morning. I know there's like three Monday night games, but it's a holiday season. I got family in town. I got to prepare and move around some things. So again, tentatively, we shall see if I'll have a broadcast up. If not, we're going to return next Thursday. Have a fantastic Christmas and holiday break or, you know, whatever holiday you're celebrating. Festivus, you want to, you know, shout a little bit Totally fine by me. Do whatever you do. Uh, but drop us a rating and review. It, uh, which it kindly it helps us out tremendously and drop a fader follow on the X. We're always trying to give it to you there uh, at Nate Lundy, always free spreadsheet picks and at noisy huevos for mine. How horrible. Hopefully my picks will not be. Have an awesome holiday until next time. As always fade or follow that is up to you. Eggnog stat. <laughs>